0: everybody Welcome to another episode of Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm Zach.
1: I'm Seth. And I'm Barry.
0: And we are the Classic Gaming Brothers, and this is the Premium Edition Lounge. We are joined again by Barry from Premium Edition, and he's going to be telling us all about their most recent series. Um, So, Barry, how have you been doing?
1: I- I've been doing great. I-, I feel like I've been on this show enough times for us to get this right, you know? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. You've been on uh, an indie dev lounge at least one, maybe two
2: this This is your second premium edition lounge, so that's and then a regular and then a regular episode, yeah. Regular episode, yeah. Yeah, I think Barry's. You have been on our show more than any of our other guests for sure.
0: You're basically like a like a special guest star at this point. Like if we had credits, oh yeah, we would we would credit (laughs) you. So it'd be like starring Zach and Seth with special guest Barry. And even when you're not in the episode, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, still be credited. (laughs) (laughs) We still give you we still
2: grant you a check for uh, being a credited actor.
0: Anyway, before we get into your your whole spiel and such let's vibe a bit what have you been playing lately any games uh that have been uh pulling your interest
1: well there's some that i can't talk about but are the ones i can just finished uh atelier riser 3 a uh, phenomenal game great series i did the xenoblade chronicles three future redeemed phenomenal phenomenal game short but sweet absolutely amazing then did trinity trigger which is like the spiritual successor to Secret of Mana. The graphics look like N64, but it's got like full A-list voice actor ensemble, and it plays really well, it's a lot of fun. And it is multiplayer, which is great. Oh, cool. And now I'm doing, for review, I'm doing Shadows Over Loathing, which is the sequel to West to Loathing, and it's, oh, great. It's just like the first one. So I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that, and uh, that's what I've been playing that I can talk about, other than games we we will be talking about later in this episode. I have been playing those, just part of that hype, and and uh yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about those in a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I Trinity Trigger looks really good. It um, yeah, is a lot of fun. I'm looking at the screenshots now and i'm i'm a huge secret of mana fan oh then so, yes you need to play um, this yeah it's,
1: it's got the wheel with the different weapons you could switch between and yeah, and everything yeah. yeah it's great
0: yeah it also um, makes me want to replay Secret of Mana so <laughs> I will probably be doing that later today
2: you said later today and it's like night <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> i mean, you did, today. you did you did just wake up from your
0: I did just take a, like a ninety minute nap so I'm full of, I'm feeling very refreshed <laughs> uh, refreshed enough to play a JRPG <laughs> well uh, Barry for our listeners out there um, for those who are new to the show. So can you remind everyone about Premium Edition Games, what they do, um, and who you are and what your role is?
1: For those of you that don't know or have never uh, seen me on the show before, I am one of the founding members of Premium Edition Games, and I have multiple roles within the company, uh, such as customer service, developer outreach, doing things that we're going to talk about, like writing the direct. You know, just trying to keep things under schedule and and, and just help out wherever I can because we wear many hats. Uh, The entire team is is a phenomenal team, and everybody pulls their weight in in multiple different categories, which is awesome. But what we do at Premium Edition is we take digital-only titles, and we bring them out in high-quality physicals, um, and we do our best to have them complete on card or disc so that they're preserved in the the most complete way we can do it. And uh, it also helps shine light on a lot of titles that people forget about or never even hear about because there's just too many games released, period, and it's just impossible to hear about them all or play them all
0: you guys do your directs which mm-hmm. are these uh, youtube videos where you go through kind of the upcoming games remind me because i know you, you used to release them as series but it looks like you kind of transitioned over to like you have the you have the fall direct you have the spring direct now Um, So are you not really referring to them as like series? We're still referring to them as
1: series internally and with the fans. But we've noticed that some people who haven't heard of us, like at at conventions, they get confused. So we're like, well, if they don't, they won't know what series five is. But if we say, well, this just came out in fall of 2022. uh, Oh, okay. Like I know fall 2022. So we translated it a little bit that way with the directs. We tried to do it, do it that way, but they're absolutely still, you know, called series. And that's how we'll still refer of them within the community. Uh, Just for the more general audience that hasn't heard of us yet, it just makes it a little more digestible.
2: I think that's a really valid adjustment because I I feel like sometimes when you're in the thick of things, you refer to things like internal jargon and internal jargon doesn't always translate to the end consumer. And to your point, like you could completely confuse somebody if you're like series five and blah, blah, you know, this and that. And referring to the seasons is definitely like something that can really ground people. So I think that's a really good translation transition
1: that's why this is the spring 2023 it's you know people people know when did that happen oh it happened in spring and it's it is more digestible and it also because we go slowly we can do that because we're, we're, we're gonna release games based on the seasons.
0: Now getting into the direct so you guys announced your games that are up and coming and you had kind of three major releases and another uh, announcement that came along and then of course the special announcement do you want to talk about the the three games that you kind of focused on in the direct?
1: So the first game uh, that we, at least we we released for pre-order that's available right now is a game called Super Dungeon maker which is the equivalent of the Zelda maker we all begged Nintendo to make after mario maker came out in the wii u and they never did and because they never did uh, talented people over at fire chick said all right we'll do it and they've been working on this game for a long time now perfecting it and it's still being updated it's still you know being fine-tuned uh this did come out last year in early access on steam so they've been fine-tuning it there before the switch launch and it actually launches today as of the recording it launched today for the switch so we actually had our pre-orders up before it was even digitally available. But the cool thing about Super Dungeon Maker is not only can you make dungeons, and when you I say make dungeons, it's completely up to you. It's not like Link's Awakening on the Switch. It's not square preset rooms. You could draw the shape of the room. You could put whatever you want in there. You want bushes. You What do you want to come out of the bushes? Do you want triggers and traps and any type of door and keys and boss keys and special, special items? You set all that, so you make the dungeon you want. And what's really cool is it's not even just one floor it's up to seven floors you can make this dungeon and it's not just like oh it's just another screen it legit builds them on top of each other so you can have a dungeon where you have to drop down onto a previous floor just like in zelda and it works just like that so it's it's extremely well done the cool thing on top of building even if you're not a builder is first off there's pre-made dungeons from fire chick in the game that you can play but then there's a whole community and it is cross-platform with steam so you can go onto the server and play i think there's like 3000 plus already created dungeons that you could just access right now and you can choose to just play them and if you like them you could download them to your switch uh, so you could play them offline and then of course you could upload yours and it gets rated just like that you get a code you could take that code and uh say here you know i want you guys to try my dungeon you know let me know how it is so it has a great community aspect it's got a very active community within it there's people creating some incredible dungeons and and we and we're excited to see what people come up with and, and task us with playing like on our stream and stuff. It, this is an awesome game. And we're, we're honored to be able to do this because the fact that Nintendo is allowing this on the Switch tells me they're not making a Zelda maker anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this is this is it. This is your Zelda maker. This is what you're getting. You might as well enjoy it. And it, it truly does play like Minish Cap, Link, Link to the Past is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also kind of has like an aesthetic of that that I've noticed. I mean, beyond the fact they're not playing as Link, you're playing as a, a chicken. You're playing but, as uh, a chicken. But <laughs> just the, the, like, the cell shading and the art style reminds me so much of like uh, Minish Cap especially. Oh, yeah.
2: I really like the community aspect of it as well. Like being able to just see all those pre-made dungeons before is, is just like cool because you can really like, I'm sure there's going to be like those dungeons that are like normal and then there'll be like the extreme dungeons that are designed by people who want to just punish each yeah. other. <laughs> just like Mario. (laughs) Oh, of
1: course.
0: I don't know if you you mentioned it. Do you know if the game's cross-platform? Yes. it is. Okay. So, like, let's say, for example, I want to play it on my Switch Lite, but Seth would prefer to play it on a Steam Deck.
1: Absolutely. The whole game is cool. And the the server. So you would be able to take your Switch Lite, put the card in, boot it up, go on there, and find Seth's dungeon that he created on the Steam version, for example.
0: Nice. Okay. That's really cool. It is,
1: yeah. And obviously, Steam's not getting a physical versus Switch, which is getting a physical. Right, 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 right. The nice thing about it is, you know, some people might might say, you know, well, what happens when the server eventually dies? Because eventually all servers do. And the unfortunate thing is, you will not be able to access the the pre-made dungeons unless you previously downloaded it. However, you can still send the codes, uh, or and you know, if, if that server goes down, then at least you can still create dungeons, play the pre-made ones that are on there, and share it with people locally. But you know, that's, that's just an unfortunate side to games like Mario Maker. It's the same thing. But since the Switch is doing so well, that's not happening anytime soon. And this is one of those. where where even if you the servers eventually did go down you just wanted to create you like oh, i have a really cool idea you will always be able to do that you'll always be able to create your own dungeon and then share it locally with your friends and be like all right yeah, try yeah. this out and that's yeah awesome.
2: there's there's still like a local aspect of the game and it doesn't solely rely on online Correct. which is always which is honestly just something that's just nice to always have that like games like forcing online connectivity can just be annoying
1: <laughs> yeah and in this case the online components are necessary it, it helps the game is It allows more people to enjoy it. And, you know, I think, you know, when you're... You know, right now, Tears of the Kingdom is coming up, so Zelda's really hyped up. And maybe you're like, well, I don't want to get into a Zelda-like game before Tears of the Kingdom. But after Tears of the Kingdom, you might be like, oh, you know what? That's when I want to do it. And you know what? That's when we'll have these games shipped out. So you could do the pre-orders now.
2: I also feel like Super Dungeon Maker is more akin to classic Zelda. Oh, yeah. And I feel like there's definitely a difference between classic Zelda and, like, Breath of the Wild Zelda. It's just even me, like, sometimes I'm in the mood to play, like, Breath of the Wild or Ocarina of Time, and sometimes I'm just in the mood to play the NES version yep. of the top-down Zelda, oh, which yeah. is, is which is what i feel like if i'm in in that mood super dungeon maker would like scratch that itch versus like uh like my breath of a wild itch
1: oh yeah and it's also more bite-sized because you could just choose i'm gonna do a dungeon or two and of course they are varying length and uh you know you could do some complicated things like the sliding block puzzles that are in so many zelda dungeons you can make those you know you could change the terrain to ice so that it's slippery you can make it ground you can there's there's so many things you go to bosses in every room if you wanted to Like, you could just go ham and have fun with it. And, and, you know, you write your name in a dungeon. You have to go through the letters of your name. Like, it really allows you to just have fun.
2: It's like The Sims, where you just spend more time creating the house instead of actually playing the game.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if in that case, when you create it, it's the joy of watching people play it and tackle yeah. it and see how many they yeah. finish it and, and rate you and all that stuff. And that's all there. Like, just like Mario Maker, they copied Mario Maker's, like, rating system and all that stuff. So you can see... Yeah. Like, which is nice you know you can go in you can see how people create things and and if you look at like some complicated dungeons like there's triggers there's tags it's it's programming but it works really well on the switch i was making some you know working on some dungeons on the switch and it was like oh yeah this is this works really well and i only did it docked with the pro controller so i haven't done it handheld you know with the touch and all that stuff so it's probably even easier so
0: Next, you guys also announced uh, another game.
1: Yeah, we announced another Switch game, which just went up for pre-order a couple days ago, which is Wife Quest. And Wife Quest is this hilarious 2D platformer from Pippin Games and East Asia Soft, where you play the titular wife, um, Mia, who's on her quest to save her husband, Fernando, from all these women creatures that just want his attention. They're jealous of their very happy marriage. And she's pissed off and frustrated and takes it out on everybody, which is so cool to see because we all play those TD platformers where an enemy hits you and knocks you back into a pit and kills you and you get frustrated. And in this game, it allows you to not only kill the enemy, but then brutally finish them off Mortal Kombat style. Every single enemy gets a fatality. You can choke them to death. You can rip off their wings. You can stomp on their backs. You can break their legs. And you see their souls like leave the body like you are legit killing them it is hilarious it is it gives you no ability like there's no benefit other than unlocking the animation and for your own sadistic pleasure of you know taking out that enemy that pissed you off it is great it is so much fun and it's got some elements of Mega Man because each of the bosses you get a power up it's got some rpg elements where you could get permanent upgrades um it's got collectible and completionist elements where every level tells you your percentage of everything in the level and you can go back after you're more powered up to complete it and it all it's like permanent upgrades which is great uh like the sword gets upgraded like strider so you like you swing and it's just like this big blast goes out it's so much fun and it's hard like the levels themselves are challenging and they do progressively get more challenging but the bosses get extremely challenging and that's really where I fell in love with like oh this is not a pushover and of course when you beat it you get new modes you get a mini game bonus you get you know go back and complete and unlock everything it's just a fun game I played this for review in fact I the East Asia Soft did a showcase they showed it off I wasn't sold I was like oh this game it looks good but I'm not sold on it and one of our other people at Nintendo Fuse is like well I'm getting a code it looks great and I said well I don't want you to do the review alone and I'll do the review too so I got a code yeah. I played two levels i called of soft i'm like is this game available this game is great i couldn't put it down i was i was addicted to this game it's so much fun if you like 2d platforming games action adventure style you know with, with rpg elements like you would be doing yourself a disservice to not play this game it's so good it's got like
2: a, a really like um cutesy almost chibi art style as well with the uh the characters it's which a, makes the really... deaths even funnier
0: it kind of reminds me of like a cross like you said Strider with the blade but also the Monster World games yes yes um, very much so. yeah yeah I was playing through the Dragon's Trap Wonder Boy the remake and the way the character holds the sword yep. behind them as they run that's straight out of Monster World <laughs> oh yeah
1: and, and it plays just as well which is the best part like it, it has those elements it's this is classic to a T it, it really there's an homage to that you know yesteryear of gaming and it does it extremely well it's and it's not just an homage to be an homage like they utilize it
0: it definitely looks like a fun game i like the art style a lot that kind of uh, very like chibi style but also knowing that there's these violent takedowns that occur like it makes that just all the better
1: and and the set like they show some in the trailers and stuff that we showed off but like the sound effects everything you hear them like getting choked out it's kind of counterbalances the cutesy chibi nature of the graphics but i think that's part of what makes it so much like so much better it's just funny it plays well it's great you 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 have this wholesome story really because you know this is a loving marriage people hear the title and like oh what is it a guy going off looking for a wife and it's like no it's you know a wife trying to go on a quest to save her husband and they have a very good relationship and it's just funny because you know it's like hey you know what give me back give me back my man (laughs) beyond
0: the the switch games one of the last times we had you on here we talked about uh your guys expansion into the, the homebrew scene of like nes games physical Physical, um, with ore and you're doing another i saw yep. bobby 67
1: so that's going up for pre-order here in just over a week and uh, bobby 67 is an nes aftermarket game from uh, clay of Cal games this is a 2d platformer time traveling adventure where you've got your cop and you've got to go through time to stop a half man half fish from changing all the traffic lights to green and you got to save your job in the process so you can't get fired it is hilarious it is plays extremely well and this plays on your nes this is an nes cartridge this will go into into your system so it plays within the limits not like shovel knight which looks like an nes game but will never run on an nes this is this is the nes limitations and what's cool is this game was you know made it's an aftermarket game like you mentioned and there is a, a rom like you know he he has the ROM up. But what's cool about this is not only is it a physical, but he went back to the ROM and he added stuff that's exclusive. He's not putting it out into the, the actual ROM. It's the only way to play this, the complete version of the game, is through the physical. He wanted to do something special. And uh, yeah, these ones are made in, in limited numbers because, you know, it's a different scene than Switch. Uh, when we did Orbody Binder's Tale, it sold out extremely quickly. So we did a second printing of Orbody, and that sold out extremely quickly. So we're doing a special silver version version of this as well like we did uh or body and those are even more limited than the standards and we, we just do this for fun it's like you know what we understand there's not millions of people that are still playing the nes but we also know that there's very talented developers out there that still love the nes and still programming on it and we want to give them the same attention we're giving everybody else so we're, we're happy to be working with with them and bringing this out physically for the nes
2: I feel like we're still in like a resurgent of like retro collecting and like we've we when we went to PAX we had um I bought so many I brought so Z- many Zach bought, only bought <laughs> he only bought NES games. I think he bought five NES games or something like that. Three at least. Uh four. Four. Yeah. Four. In one convention. I could definitely see how like it's it's worthwhile to get it dabble into it as it were. Yeah. Oh, I think we talked about this. The last time when you were on, but it's a different process mm-hmm. to get the cartridges made versus the the switch, uh,
1: the switch cartridges.
2: Which pro- do you have a preference in? Like, which do you think is more interesting? Or
1: switches go through Nintendo because it's yeah. proprietary, right? right so right. there's higher minimums. You know, we talked about switches five thousand minimums in the U.S. They have to manufacture it themselves, and they send it off to our assembler. You know, we have like the manuals come from the, the person doing the manuals and the cover from the slipcover, yeah, yeah. et cetera. It's all different people. They go to our assembly plant and they get put together and they, in order to assemble it, it has to be a Nintendo-approved plant. So you can't just say, oh, ship it yeah. to my house and I'm going to assemble 5,000 of them. Nintendo yeah, will right. be like, no, this yeah. has to be a Nintendo-approved facility. So once it goes there and is assembled, then it gets shipped to our warehouse and our warehouse will then, you know, ship it out to everybody else. With the NES, Nintendo has nothing to do with it. This is aftermarket right. stuff. So instead, it gets shipped right to us in the pieces and... Like our body, it was all assembled by Jeff. Like everything he, yeah. you know, unfolded the, the boxes and, you know, he put the cartridge in the dust sleeve and in the box with the manual yeah. and folded. And then once it's that, then shipped to our actual um, shipping, our warehouse, and they're shrink-wrapped. So we did that all internally, and it's a uh, obviously... It's less quantity, but it's still, a, it's even more work because we don't have other people doing it. So, you know, we're, we're doing it ourselves, but that's part of what Premium is. We're a passionate group of people. Yeah. We're doing this for the love of gaming and we want to give the NES, just because someone makes a game for the NES instead of the Switch doesn't make them any less special. And we we give them equal billing as everybody else because that's how we roll as a company. We want them to be, you know, treated as such and we understand some people have no interest in getting an nes game and that's fine but there's a ton that that are interested in it and we want to you know we, we cherish our relationships we have with all the developers and publishing partners that we work with and that includes nes developers as well so we're we're honored to be working with with cow games on this we think it's a great title like the switch we play the games and we we, we play the roms you know in this case we play the rom of it uh, test it out we loved it we said yeah let's do this physical we think our audience will really like it and uh, we, we hope you all will enjoy it when it comes out so that, that goes out here uh, shortly for pre-order those like I said those are even more limited uh, than anything else we do have the mega packs that are available right now on the website so you can actually pre-order it right now the mega pack includes all three of these games one and done click and, and you're good to go
0: yeah no that's awesome I think the the thing about like you said you know I think it's such a special thing that you guys do these NES games because there are definitely developers out there who probably would like to have their homebrew on the NES. And, you know, people like you, Premium Edition Games offer that opportunity uh, obviously the game has to appeal to you it has to be a game that you want to be like we're gonna we want to we want to sell this game but at the same time theoretically that could be your game you know out there <laughs> a home brewer who's listening to this episode you know your game could be the one that they, they choose next and it, it's not an easy feat to get these games made on the nes i mean uh especially for someone who's who doesn't have the resources so uh, yeah I, I just think it's a neat thing that you guys are doing it bobby Six Seven looks very appealing to to my sensibilities uh, uh, just be the, the kind of like the comedy aspect of it, but also just the aesthetic of it. So
2: I know there's no PlayStation releases with this particular wave, but you have done PlayStation releases in the past. Is it a similar process dealing with Sony or? are they different in regards to how to dealing with Nintendo?
1: Uh, I mean they're they're all, both different in their own unique way. I mean Sony has lower minimums, which is nice, but it's it's different because if we were doing standard Sony like standard blue case you know, disc, yep. inlay. It's a different avenue than what we're going because we're doing steelbooks. And Sony assembles them. Like Sony does all that. So we're, we you know, working with Sony. Like, you no, know, we got to put the CD in there as well. And you got to put the manual in there and the challenge card in there. Like, those all have to go in. And then the O sleeve around the outside. This first release is taking a little longer because we're working with sony we want to make sure it's right but once they have the pattern down it's going to be a little easier versus nintendo which nintendo just does the carts and ships it to uh, to our assembling plant and that's it and then at that point it's up to the assembly plant so it's, it is a little bit different of a process. We do have more PlayStation stuff planned. Um, so I, I could talk, we, we do have two pre-orders up. We have Phenotopia Awakening, um, which which was one of our Switch games brought into PlayStation. Phenomenal action, adventure, platforming, uh, Zelda 2 style game um, sold out on Switch. So we're, we're happy to bring it to PlayStation. And then we have a brand new game called Music Racer Ultimate, which is a rhythm game that allows you to pick a bunch of different cars that you can unlock, which also includes, and we don't really advertise it much but it includes kit from Night Rider it includes the Tron bike it includes the Delorean from back to the future a bunch of different classic cars and, and as well as different vehicles and you get to race there's like it's like 30 songs that are on the disc but then it also has as like 14 different backgrounds and the the courses are actually tailor-made to the game like to the song like each song will draw the course as it goes through and it's like playing guitar hero where you're on the fret of the guitar driving on it Um, but unlike guitar hero if you suck really badly you don't fail you just don't get a lot of points
2: Oh, it kind of reminds me of Audio Surf. Yeah, I
1: can see that. So, what's really cool about this game, the PlayStation version specifically, which is why we didn't do it with Nintendo, Nintendo didn't allow this, but with the PlayStation, it's the ultimate version. On the Switch, it's just the standard, and the difference is the ultimate version allows you to connect to their server to download a bunch of songs that other people have uploaded. But then even better, because that's a server, you can actually upload your own music natively to through the PlayStation to play. And and every song, regardless of what it was, it will draw the track for you. So and and there's an unlock progress system where the, you get points and you use those points to unlock new backgrounds, new cars, new colors, all that stuff. So you can play indefinitely because you can just keep uploading all your stuff. And when we saw the difference between the PlayStation and the Switch, we're like, this is a PlayStation for sure. It I'm is so much fun. That would be interesting. <laughs> I want to <laughs> see someone race to an audiobook. You will never end. That will you will just <laughs> yeah, be, like, yeah, be like a 20 hour 20 race. Hour race.
2: Uh, lord of the rigs audiobook edition <laughs> you will get a lot
1: a lot of points but it, it, you can even race with like obstacles if you want obstacles or you can race with no obstacles at all just to enjoy yeah it's just a ton of fun the graphics are beautiful and it has haptic feedback for ps5 so if you're a ps5 gamer uh you feel every note it feels great and I, and and for fun i actually played it in psvr2 it's not vr it just has the uh the cinema yeah, mode yeah, 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 and yeah, I, it was yeah. it was trippy and cool like it was so much fun playing music racer that way
0: that is super cool yeah no yeah music racer looks great I think that uh, and it does remind me a bit of audio surf but in a kind of a different way um yeah. it's got that kind of same aesthetic um the back and forth back and forth but
1: and we did announce a third game which is rack and ruin and we did we did never put the rack and ruin up for pre-order and there's a reason for that despite announcing it uh a fan sent us a message and let us know that there was a glitch in the game it was a bug in the game that only affected the PlayStation version and only affected a trophy it did not affect the game itself you could beat the game 100 it just affected a trophy being triggered that was the only thing so it doesn't affect the switch version that we did release but we contacted the developers and they're like we don't want to release a game with a bug we've seen other companies do that you know got a roboto and doom uh, classic collection and uh, uh bite the bullet and i think there's one from super rare as well um you see all this stuff happen and we don't want to be responsible for that. So instead, we're getting ahead of the curve and we're not even putting it up for pre-order. We're not taking the money until that's taken care of. So we don't have your money. We're not sitting on it. We're not sending you a game that doesn't have the final patch in terms of this. Because the game is done. Rack and Ruin is done. But we want to make sure that that trophy is patched so that you can get it. And then once that's done, then we're going to, you know, hey, here it is. Now you can get it in the Mega Pack right now. That is up. If, worst case scenario, something happens and They say we're not fixing it. We're never fixing it. We don't release it. If you did get the Mega Pack for the PlayStation, we will either exchange it for anything else. You will use a store credit or we'll refund you the money for that particular game. Um, Not an issue, but that's the only way to get it. You know, we know that's a select people that are just doing the Mega Pack and we're not going to actually put it up until it is fixed. And we we just want to be ahead of it because we want to make sure people trust the games they get from us are... As complete as we can make it. So.
0: I think that I think that speaks on your guys' quality. You know, even if it's just a glitch that affects a trophy, which is you know something that arguably is not game breaking, it also tells your consumers that you're you wouldn't allow. Something that's game breaking into the release, so that, that that's, we're aware yeah. of.
1: Like we didn't know about this until we announced it. If yeah, we had known exactly, about it, we yeah. never would have announced it. It was because we announced it. Someone said, "Oh, are you patching that?" And with PlayStation, they have the challenge cards, but they're different than the Switch versions because the challenge cards are to get the platinum trophy to get right, the right, patch. Right, yeah. So if you can't get the trophy, you can't get it. It would be impossible, and it'd be like, "Oh man," like that defeats the whole fun of it. So we're like, "No, we this has to get patched out." I mean, if if we can't be and we decide to go forward anyways, we'll have a caveat like get every trophy but the platinum and we'll still give it to you but we really we're, we're talking to the developers working on something new right now and they're like we'll get to it i'm like okay you get to it but we're waiting
0: nice well uh, one game that you guys announced that was kind of uh, it was a happy surprise for me because i had never heard of this game at all and i'm so excited for it is uh poglings and you can speak more on it but the reason i'm excited for it is because i loved the chow garden in sonic adventure 2 i spent so many hours in that chow garden Sometimes I would just run around in circles. I don't know. It was great. Doing all the different stuff, raising your chows, feeding them a bunch of crap, giving them like a gorilla and having them just like rub the gorilla into their face and shuck it. I always had a good time with chow gardens and this seems to be kind of a blend of not only the chow gardens, but also like just a a fun looking adventure game with like farming mechanics and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, what can you tell us about it?
1: Yeah, so this is um the mastermind game from Chad Tronic, the YouTuber. Uh this has been his baby for several years now, and he's really wanted to get it off the ground and he's been working behind the scenes with his team to make it happen. And I think it was it's around sixty percent done. But they wanted to bring it to Kickstarter to kind of get over the last hurdle and uh gauge interest and all that. And we've been talking with them about doing a physical and we're honored to be partnered with them to be doing that physical. So the Kickstarter has has just a few days left and there is an exclusive version for the kickstarter we have an exclusive slip cover that's only available through the kickstarter backers and that's available right now through uh, a few tiers and then on top of that we're doing the plushie that's available there that's actually from us so that yellow plushie is also exclusive from the kickstarter only um when the game is closer to coming out and done we will have a different version on our web page different uh slip cover the game cartridge will be the same but it's just different slip cover. We will also have like a retro edition and we'll have different color pl- uh, Poglings plushies. So there are Kickstarter exclusive stuff. We want to make sure people that want it will be able to get it. Uh, Kickstarter has done extremely well. We're extremely proud of, you know, Chad and his team and uh, we're excited to be working with them. And like you, I when I first saw the game and it was presented to, to us, I loved the Chow Garden and Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. I like that one better than Sonic Adventure 1's and I spent so oh, much yeah. time there, just like you. So when I saw this, I said, "Oh my God, we have to do this." And uh, you know, we, we're very happy that that we're working together on this. The, the Kickstarter is well exceeded our expectations. It's over 800% funded. Last I checked, closing in on 900%. Just extremely, extremely well. And uh, we look forward to continuing that as we get the game done and then we, you know, it comes out. And uh, if you like that type of chill game, this is a game for you yeah that looks
0: like a game i can just kick back on and relax uh so
2: our listeners at home by the time this episode comes out the kickstarter will have completed it's going to launch because it's all at with seven days to go it's got three hundred fifty four thousand dollars out of 40 so there, there's no issues with that um but i'm sure there is going to be some like probably possibly some like late backer pledge and stuff like that that you could probably that's into. possible
1: that's up to him um yeah yeah yeah, right right, right. like we helped him with the kickstarter in terms of we helped him set it up and we gave him ideas and we worked with him because he hadn't done a kickstarter before so we we were absolutely part of the kickstarter process but outside of helping him set it up and by doing the physical that's it the rest of it is is all him like if he says hey we're gonna do this and we're gonna we want to offer the physical will you honor those of course the answer is yes absolutely um we will we we want people to get well well, any game that we put out uh, if we can make it happen and and in this case, that's why we're doing our own version. So if you missed the Kickstarter in your variant collector, maybe message Chad and say, hey, is there a chance? But if you don't care about variants, uh, don't worry. We will have a version and we'll have a retro edition. There was no retro as part of the uh, the Kickstarter. So the retro, it will be just like a regular releases. It will have a retro edition to match all the others. And that will be exclusive to our site. And we'll have a new version of that. It's not
2: like you won't be able to get the game. No, no, no. Yeah, check out the Kickstarter, and then of course you can always just uh, stock premium edition just <laughs> until they uh, put something up.
1: Yeah, that will most likely be next year because I think he said is like a year left of development time when yeah, we were talking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is a, it's a 2024 to 2025 release i say that because i don't want to rush and and even even if he said like guess what the game's ready now like we still have to fit it into our schedule so we're not going to be like oh yeah we're dropping it now like no the next window we can put it up is here and we also want to make sure like bugs you know when a game launches there's little bugs we want to make sure that it's it's good
2: but if you watch the uh the premium edition uh directs you'll be able to uh in the state of premiums And the state of premiums, I'm sure you will be
0: told when it comes out. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Even better, if you listen to Classic Gaming Brothers, I'm sure you'll be told when it comes out, because Barry will be back.
1: (laughs) As long as you guys will have me, sure.
0: (laughs) Now, you alluded to, when you were talking about Rack and Ruin, the challenge cards. Can you remind our listeners... Uh, it, about those challenge cards, what exactly they are? Does everyone get one sort of deal? What's the what's the spiel? So
1: every game that we release comes with its own challenge card. They are inside the case. They are sealed inside. So every game has one. And with Switch, um we ask all the developers, hey, task the gamers with a challenge that's fun, that's shareable, that's something you want to see them accomplish. And should you do that challenge, that's on the back of the card. Post it on social media. Tag us as well as send us an email uh the link and all your information we will send you in the mail a physical patch for your shirt, for your vest, for your jacket, or for you to put inside the game case, because they do fit, to complete your game. Every game gets its own patch. It's a physical achievement. It's our way of saying congratulations, and we want people to play the games. We want people to open the games. We want people to enjoy the games. So that's one of our ways of trying to uh, encourage that, because you know, it's it's fun. It's It's like an event. Another way we encourage that is we do an unboxing patch, which there is no card for, but if you do an unboxing video and do the same steps uh, we will send you an unboxing patch and that is based on each series so each series of games has their own unboxing patch so you get one per series so if you get all the games of the series you giant unboxing you'll get one patch but it's just our way of saying thank you for you know supporting us and for showing the world what we do because it's just about getting our name out there and, and this is our again an exclusive patch uh these are limited uh we we've noticed you know as we bought you know the first series we had more patches made because we we didn't know and then we gauged. it's so like the second series, we actually made less patches than we had submissions for the series one. So they've come down and we've kind of found that sweet point uh point now. But they are very limited, the amount of patches made for the each game. So it's one of those where if you want to get that you know we encourage you to do it as soon as possible and another fun thing we do which is again completely free the patches being mailed out is free for pre-orders we also do dog tags so if you pre-order any of our releases during the pre-order window uh, we will give you a dog tag in your box for free it is just a a bonus item it's just one way we want to thank you for supporting us through the pre-order process Um, and we're also doing first prints now with our pre-orders because we're looking into doing different slip covers to differentiate first print versus second print so if you pre-order you're guaranteed a first print and a retros are all going to be first prints and then after that we'll say we'll do a second print it'll be a different slip cover or you know and and we'll change it up we'll we'll have some fun with it
2: the uh dog tags are really nice quality i have at least one they are very very nice quality and i actually um i have rain on the uh rain on your parade through you guys as well as i have a few premium edition games but uh i uh i have right on your parade specifically and i had my uh my wife was playing it so she just calls it her cloud game and (laughs) so she'll just be like i would like to play the cloud game today and i'll be like okay and so then she'll play the cloud game she just there was like a metal gear solid episode yeah Yeah. she's like past that but uh yeah it's a pretty it's fun watching her play it
1: no, there's a Metal Gear Solid, there's a Zelda level, there's a level based on The Office.
2: We did get to The Office one, yeah. She played it a lot. There's, I think she's probably, like, at least 40 or something percent, 40 or 50 percent in. And for people, like, she does not play video games, so it's like, having a game that she plays is uh, is always a win. Yeah. But,
1: and that's one of those where we, we made sure to get the paid DLC on the card, so... uh the, the, that paid DLC is part of it so you're getting the full game complete and preserved uh, and that's a good thing to talk about like Rainier Parade is when Rack and Ruin two of our Series 4 titles along with uh, Wonderling DX are in stock we have them yeah. in stock they're shipping and we announced that during the direct as well like make sure to get those orders in and we have other titles in stock as well like Mighty Fight Federation Pigeon Dev Games Collection Robot Name Fight Steelbook I think Cathedral Retro Edition still left these are going quickly you know we want to make sure that if you're just discovering us you can still go go back and grab some of the awesome titles we have in hand if you want in hand stuff i do say keep them as a separate order for pre-orders though because we don't we ship orders when everything's in stock um so if you want in stock stuff put it as a separate order than the pre-orders so you can get that stuff now and enjoy it now and work on your challenge batches, and then get the pre-orders and have those ready to go down the future
0: now of course you know you hit that big red button Uh, in the video tell us a little bit about a special announcement that you guys had
1: yeah we like to do that one more thing just as, as fans we always love when presentations have that one more thing it's like a capstone it's it's funny because always trying to write funny ways of doing it and this time i was like this time i'm just not writing anything for it i'm just like people expect it i'm not gonna waste time i'm just gonna bring it out there and uh, it was uh you know well received the the game we showed off which was anachard which is our first game for uh a series seven and this is from freedom games it's an incredible incredible game this is a zelda style top down uh, action adventure with a story that is not only in gripping but it's also comedic. It's written in the style of like mother's story. So it's got mm. that style of humor and it's beautiful, beautiful graphics and wonderful music. The, The music is outstanding. And when we played this game, we were just like, oh my god we love this game this game and none of us have heard of it before we're like this how did we miss this and we're we're seeing that again since we revealed it so many people were like i have never even heard of this and one person said you know i was just watching a a youtube video in the top 10 games like zelda and Anuchard was the number one game on that list and then you go ahead and announce it and we're like yeah we're we're excited we're thrilled and that's coming in the future Uh, we did that as a tease because we always like to to do some kind of tease Uh, not not every time going into this series no one knew anything um, because sometimes we we make that one more thing part of the series. We did that with series three, with Mighty Fight Federation, and with Series Five, with uh, Eagle Island Twist and Love Three. So this time, yep, we're we're doing a tease, so you're gonna have to wait to the next series for that one. But it is an incredible title, and we're over the moon work, you know, to be working with the development team and, and Freedom Games to bring this out. It looks now
2: great. we talked about series being seasons, and we are in the space. Spring going into summer, and the series you just did was... Bring, do you feel like there will be a winter
1: series? Um, so we're planning. Uh, right now the tentative plan is for fall. We were thinking about trying to do summer, but we're a small company. We're going slowly, and this, yeah, this yeah, summer yeah. is That's very fair. busy for us internally. Uh, you know our CEO for Jeff, a number of reasons. A number of <laughs> reasons. Our CEO Jeff is has is being moved to a new new state, and myself I am mean, having a child, and one of our like our editor Dan, who normally does the directs. Uh, this was done by uh internally by tristan who did a phenomenal job in the direct mad props to him um but he did that because dan just had a child someone else on our team is actually having a child right after me so we're like okay (laughs) like (laughs) a lot of babies so we're like all right you know like let's focus you know we're, we're looking to take the summer and focus on uh you know getting our name out there more letting people know who we are having people try out the games we have in stock we have series five titles we have four series five titles coming in soon and they will be shipping out as well and then, of course, getting in and out in our PlayStation games as well as Series 6. Um, so we want to focus on that as we don't want to go too quickly that yeah. we're just like, oh, yeah, you know, here it is, here it is, here it is. Because we did have a little bit of a delay with Series 5 titles, which is some people are like, where where's, you know, Raji? And I was like, it's coming. You know, that there's been a, a little bit of a delay, but that should be here soon. Uh, and the collector's edition of that will be extra delayed. The art book is done. It's on a boat, but it's freight shipping. So that does take, unfortunately, extra months. Very so long. so that one will that will ship separately but we will have the standards and the retros in sooner. Uh, the carts are actually done. They're sitting in our assembly plant. It's literally just waiting on everything else because it's all different suppliers. But we want to we don't want to move too quickly. We want to, you know, we're not, you know, releasing a game every week. We're, we we want to go slowly. We want to give the attention. So we're looking to right now internally focus the summer on pushing the series 5 titles and giving them a second wave, you know, giving attention to the titles that just came out that like series 4 that are enhanced as well as uh, Super Dungeon Maker and Wife Quest and Bobby Six7, uh, give them some attention too because those are our newest stars and we, we really want all the developers and, and publishers that we work with to feel on equal terms and that no one's just thanks for letting us do it. Here's the game pushed aside next one. Um, we don't want anyone to feel that way
0: now the the real question is barry i know you can't give us specifics you never can give us specifics but gotta give us something give us a sneak peek if you can if you can't that's fine you know whatever but is there anything you can give us as a
1: little a little sneak peek i mean obviously anuchard sneak peek you said anuchard is the
2: series seven, seven
1: with that seven. Seven, yep. yeah. series
2: seven. so it would be ideally if you as you just mentioned you're looking towards your fall series so then Anutard could be possibly pre-ordered in the fall. Yes,
1: yeah, so that I can give you. I don't think we've actually officially said that anyways. So that, that is an exclusive for you. I could also pro- say that, um, you know, we're, we're looking at th- doing each of these presentations is a lot of work. I have a huge, uh, respect for, for Nintendo and anyone else that, that does these. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of pieces that have to come together, even, even with a small company like ourselves, because we want the developers to get involved and get their messages out there into the trailers and all the assets and the recording and then place it all together um the script has to be mm-hmm. written and edited we were originally planning on doing state of premium separate from direct and I could say that there's a chance because we're pushing things back to the fall that the next direct will be a direct and state of premium combo Ooh, cool. cool so nice. we'll get a lot of stuff in that
0: that will be our that will be our exclusive is to keep an eye out for the next Direct, yeah, exactly. So that people can get the best information. I, I know Barry puts a lot of work into those directs. He's, he's yeah. told me about the long nights he spent <laughs> just writing those up. Yeah,
2: Barry, where could people find you if they want to find you? They want to find Premium Edition. Where where is the best place for people to go?
1: Yeah, so uh, for me personally, you can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire, and then in terms of Premium Edition, you can find us premium edition games.com where you can pre order all these games. Uh, as well as what are the stuff that's in stock right now, there's a mailing list there you could sign up, it's at the bottom, I encourage you to do that, you get all the information right to your inbox, and then you could find us on Twitter at Premium Edition 1, you could find us on all other social media platforms as Premium Edition Games and you could find uh, YouTube we're there as well, Premium Edition Games, and Twitch Frank from our team twit, does every Wednesday night, ironically he's doing it right now, or just <laughs> finished right, right now uh, from the time of this recording, every Wednesday night at 7pm, he goes live playing games and go go give him some love and tell him that you heard about it from the Classic Gaming Brothers. That's right. Oh, that's right so yeah so you can definitely find all that information there and and uh worst case scenario you, you send us an email at support and uh we'll, we'll help you out anyway with
0: that i want to thank barry again for joining us for another classic episode of premium edition lounge and uh if anyone needs to find us we're at classic or you can email us at classic at gmail.com on facebook instagram we're classic gaming brothers on twitter we're cgbrotherspod we have a twitch account that we barely use it's classic gaming Brothers. With that though, Seth, do you have anything you want to add?
2: Don't play games like my brother.
0: Don't play games like my brother. And don't play games like me. I've been Zach. I've been Seth. And I've been Barry. And we've been the classic gaming brothers and Barry, and Barry. with the premium edition lounge. That's, That's right.
1: right. <laughs>